Daniel 3 and 20. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, that means their trousers. The men wore pants. And their hats and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished. He was astonished. He was shocked. And he rose up in haste and he spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? Question mark. They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose. We bound up three and now there's four that's loose. I see them walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. And then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. And the princes, the governors, the captains, and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies everybody say on these bodies the fire had no power I feel the Holy Ghost in this place all these important people saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power nor was a hair of their head singed. Neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Isaiah 54 and 17, the Bible said, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn for this is the heritage this is the inheritance this is what the people of God are going to get saith the Lord and the righteousness is of me 
worshipeth the Lord. Come on, let's worship Jesus. Come on, somebody ought to lift your hands. Somebody ought to lift your voice. Somebody ought to praise Jesus. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Now why don't you take one of your brothers or sisters by the hand. Come on, we're about to pray the prayer of faith. Not a sleepy prayer. Not a defeated prayer. Not a we're going under prayer. But a prayer that says there's not a weapon in not one thing on this planet that's formed against me that's gonna prosper. Come on, somebody needs to praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. For just a little while, I want to preach from this title. Everybody say no weapon. No weapon. Thank you for standing. If you want to be seated, go right ahead. Amen. I, when I read this last night in my uh, daily Bible reading, it said uh, over whose bodies the fire had no power. Amen. When I read that, it began to shake me from the inside out. Amen. You know what? The Lord's trying to tell his people something. Amen. That you don't have to worry about what everybody else is worried about. Hallelujah. I want to preach a little while. Hey, we're in a different category than everybody else in this world. They ought to be worried right now. They ought to be getting them some nerve pills right now. Amen, but my Bible said when you see all these things come to pass, it don't say look down and get discouraged. It don't say look down, oh, woe is me. The Bible said lift up thy head because your redemption draweth nigh. You know what that means? The worse our world gets, the better off. Give me some volume right here, Brother Brandon. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I want to talk about fire for just a little bit. Fire is one of the scariest events you could ever be around. Fire is traumatizing. People that's ever been around a house fire, they take some many, many years to be able to lay down and sleep and not worry. Always taking deep breaths, worried, is this house on fire? Fires are traumatizing. Anybody that's ever been trapped in an automobile fire, it's traumatizing. Anybody that's ever been around a forest fire, it's traumatizing. We don't even understand forest fires where we're at, but 
Man, it's just a few years ago, the Youngs lived in paradise. Imagine that. California. And there was a forest fire on the way, and Sister Young was here visiting. And he was there. The forest fire come, and he barely escaped his community. Brother Young drove out of the highway, getting out of town with fire coming on both sides of the highway. It engulfed their whole community and burnt the whole city of paradise down. Amen. We don't even think about forest fires. Amen. But I have set some things on fire and it got away from me. Amen. That's kind of nerve wracking because the thing about a fire is as long as it's got fuel and oxygen, it's just going to keep on going. Amen. There's nothing that really stops a fire unless God sends moisture and rain and somehow separates the fuel from the oxygen. If not, the fire would just keep on burning. Amen. It's scary to think about. I kind of I like a little bitty campfire, like a little bitty thing with big tall rocks around it. You start getting a big old bonfire, I start getting nervous because uh, uh, we've had burn bands before back where I came from, and I ignored them. And, amen. Every time I would ignore it, my fire would get out and start taking off through the woods. And, and Then with a burn band on, I'd have to call the fire department. Say, I got, I got fire. And they would come out there with a big old... Um, their ticket book. And they say, didn't you know there was a burn ban? I said, man, I'm Pentecost. I ain't got a television. I don't, I don't know nothing going on in this world. I don't know who the number one team is. I don't know what the number one song is. I don't know if it's a burn ban on. I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. Amen. Praise God. You better help me get out of tickets a few times. Man. But I do have a very high respect for fires. And I'll never forget as a, as a little boy, uh, I love to start fires. And so behind my house one day, I, I thought I would rake up all the leaves. And I raked them into a big old, I made my own nest like I was a big bird. And then I thought it would really be neat if I set these leaves on fire right behind the house. In Ward, Arkansas, I, I went inside and got some matches and lit this big old nest thing that I had. Caught the whole place on fire and the fire department barely got in between the house and my nest. So I'm, <laughs> me and fire have a little deal. Amen. Then I'll never forget as a teenager walking into church and listening to the old time preachers preach about a place called hell. And it said it was a lake of fire. And they would begin to describe what a lake of fire looked like. And it would put the fear of God in me and and so I, I thought, man, I need to forget about all this. And I'd go back to church and they'd talk about 
hell again. And they would say, everyone whose name is not in the Lamb's book of life will be sent into a lake of fire that will be forever and ever. Amen. You know what? It would be a good reminder for everybody in the whole church to know that we're not just heading to a place where there's streets of gold. and We're not just trying to get a better deal than we've got going right now. There is a lake of fire that's burning this very night. Amen. And it is prepared for the devil is prepared for the Antichrist, is prepared for the, he was not prepared for humanity, but when humanity fell into sin, now hell hath enlarged herself. Man, I, I could almost hear the crackling of things, of the fire whenever they would preach, and it was very traumatizing to me as a young person, and I, Amen, and I thought, why, why don't they preach about something else? Amen, but I realized as a young person, I was blessed that I got a fear of God put in me. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. I said, I got a fear of God put in. The reason there's not a lot of fear of God is there ain't a lot of fear of God preaching going on anymore. Secondly, uh, there's not a whole lot of fear of God parenting going on anymore. Uh, amen. But if you want your children to be saved, uh, you need to get on board with me and start. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 What did the fear of God do for me? I'll tell you what it did for me. It never let me have any fun trying to sin. When everybody else seemed like they were having fun doing what they were doing, I, I had the fear of God in me, and I was praying, God, please don't come back tonight. Whatever you do, God, don't come back after me tonight. Hallelujah. Thank God for the fear of God. Man, but fire is very fearful. The thought of dying in a fire is traumatizing. I remember one night, it was right after church, Sister Cherie had called me, and her parents' house was on fire. And her dad was always... <laughs> I guess the kind that was scared of everybody. So he locked his doors from the inside and board them up. And, and the neighbors called, said the house is on fire and I don't know where your family's at. They lived in Benton at the time and it was just a, every awful thought that you can imagine was going through my mind, my wife's minds, all their minds and we were just praying God somehow somehow make a way. Amen. When we got there, we still didn't know what was going on. All we could see was a house engulfed in flames. Amen. But the story was somehow, 
So it was like a miracle. The man found the way to the door somehow and in the middle of a fire somehow got the door open and got his grandchildren out and got his wife out. Amen. It was a very fearful time. Amen. It's, uh, it's just, you just think that just the thought of being even burned just terrifies me. Man, I just I can't imagine somebody that would just uh, not make their mind up. I, I'm going to live for God. Hey, if there wasn't a heaven, I would still live like I'm living to keep from being lost. Uh, amen. I'm looking for the good stuff. Thank the Lord. Uh, but if there wasn't no good stuff, I'd still want to make sure I didn't end up in the bad stuff. Uh, hallelujah. I just... Can't imagine people arguing over holiness issues and, and arguing over dumb little things. And uh, Well, I just don't think it takes all. Well, what if it does take all that? Uh, what if you get there and God says, depart from me? I never knew you. Uh, you didn't want what I had. My Lord, uh, I just had nightmares when I wasn't in church uh, uh, that I, somehow my babies ended up in hell with me. And they were beside me and I was on fire and they were on fire and, and, and they're asking, Why, how did we end up here? I'm telling you, God wants to get somebody's attention in this place. Hallelujah. Hell, I, wouldn't let, I wouldn't let an ounce of bitterness You know, this attitude, I'm going to have the last say. I'm going to get even. That's the dumbest. That's the most ignorant. Hey, man, you'll end up lost. Hey, man, why wouldn't you just forget it? Let people do what they're going to do, and you be saved. Just seemed like the fear, the fear of eternity would be enough to you, you, you can't even imagine what a lake of fire, but you've seen fire. Everybody's been close enough to it to get uncomfortable. Everybody didn't realize that little cup of gas would do all that. I mean, everybody's probably had an uncomfortable moment with a fire at some point. I mean, it seemed like people could connect the dots. I can't imagine eternity like that I can't imagine uh, living eternity thinking I'll never I'm hung up right now I'll never have another chance to get right with God Amen. I, I'm so blessed that uh, God didn't come back while I was a teenager I'm so blessed the rapture did not happen while I was a very young man. I, I feel like I won the lottery by, by being able to live a little more life. Uh, amen. But I want to tell you, there's going to come a day that somebody's going to be a teenager. Somebody's going to be a young man. Somebody's going to be a young lady uh, fighting temptation. Uh, 
Amen. And I got a burn in my spirit right now. Amen. You want to be ready to meet God. You don't want to live one moment of your life not ready to meet God. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Man, but the difference between dying in a fire here is that even though they say it's one of the most torturous ways to die, it's pretty quick. They say that when you come in contact with a, a fire that'll kill you, it, it eats the nerves of your skin so fast that you go into shock and and the torture kind of ends at that point. And a lot of times the carbon monoxide will uh, choke you to death before the fire actually kills you. Amen. But I was thinking about what eternity will be like. It'll be like the first moments of being burned except the moment will never end. It'll be like the most torturous time but that time will never come to an end. Amen. Let me tell you, hell was formed for the devil. Amen. But if we're going to avoid it, amen, we got to get into this word of God. We got to search our hearts. It can't be your opinion. It's got to be what does the word of God say uh, hallelujah my bible said except the man is born of the water and of the spirit uh, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God uh, amen marvel not that I said unto you ye must be born again uh, amen we're not preaching an alternative doctrine uh, we're not preaching an optional doctrine uh, we're Preaching the Bible. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Got a long way to go. God help me to get there. I think one of the scariest things is that even though it's a lake of fire, he said it would be outer darkness. Even though it'll be a fire, it'll be completely dark. And the feeling of being completely alone would be enough to make somebody go crazy. When they want to break an inmate's mental state down, they put them in solitary confinement in a dark room. They open a little door and slide them lunch in there and shut the door. They at least get to see daylight one hour a day. But they say a man can only handle so many days of that till he actually loses his mind. Can you imagine being eternally in outer darkness alone by yourself 
with extreme pain that you cannot even imagine. The Bible said, the worm will not die. Amen, this is like a description of the pain that will never go away. Amen, I'm telling you, I've been as close to fire as I want to get. It's just a natural fear in my spirit of fire. Amen. And so the story would tell us that Nebuchadnezzar builds a, a 90 foot tall golden image. And he makes the proclamation we're going to play some music. And when you hear the music, you're going to bow down to the image. And if you don't, there is a weapon that has already been formed that's going to take care of you. It's called the fiery furnace. Amen. And to 99.99% of normal thinking people, amen, if you tell them if you don't do something, you're going to be cast into a fiery furnace. Just the natural fear of fire would make people say, all right. Whether they liked the music or they didn't like the music. Whether they liked the image or didn't like the image. Just the fear of the fire would make most people. But. But. To three Hebrew boys that were raised here in the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. It just begins to go against what is inside of them. For three Hebrew boys that's been taught the Ten Commandments their whole life. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt make unto thee, shall not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. God said, if you bow down to an idol, you are in trouble. Not only are you in trouble, your children are gonna be in trouble. Not only are your children gonna be in trouble, your grandchildren are gonna be in trouble. Amen, and so we got some uh, young Hebrew boys that are dealing with the natural fear of fire, uh, amen. But then the commandment says you gotta go against uh, everything you've ever been taught. And the fear of God begins to kick in. Let me tell you about the fear of God. When you really truly get a fear of God, you'll begin to lose your fear for everything else. 
Come on, I'm going to preach to somebody how to get there tonight. Uh, Amen. Uh, The people scared to death of a virus. I'm more scared of God than I am a virus. I'm more scared of God than I am a government. I'm more scared of God than a commandment for me to bow down to something other than God. I fear God more than anything in this world. Come on, help me pray right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, prayer warriors, lift up your voice right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, mamas and daddies. Help us put the fear of God in young people. Come on, young couples. You may not even been raised in church, but you need to pray till God puts a, a reverence of him in your spirit. Fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Let me tell you, you don't know anything about God if you don't fear God. Amen. If you could put your finger on the things of God, you have no fear of God. You try to put a wedge between one brother and one sister, you have no... Come on. Come on. I'm going to preach to you something more, more powerful. Talking about the difference between being lost and being saved. Be that you get a fear of God in your spirit. Only the fear of God will make you stand up when everybody else is doing something different. When everybody else is bowing to the idols, you better get enough fear of God in you that you say, No. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Come on, church. Come on, church. The Hebrew boys weren't at church when this happened. They weren't even in their homeland. They were taken into captivity. They could have sinned if they wanted to. The pastor wasn't there to make sure they did right. But obviously somewhere down in their spirit growing up, there were some mamas and daddies that put the fear of God in them. Listen to me, Shadrach. Hey, matter of fact, that wasn't even their names. That was their worldly names. Listen to me, son. Uh, there may be a day when I ain't standing in front of you. There may come a day in your life where I ain't there to help you. Uh, 
you better get it down deep inside of you. Uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Uh, You better get it down in your spirit. Uh, We serve the God of Israel. Uh, We're not worshiping the sun God. Uh, We're not worshiping the moon God. Uh, Amen. Let the heathens do what they want. Uh, Our God brought us out. Listen to me, son. Our God opened the Red Sea. Brought your forefathers across on dry ground. Amen. He held back the Jordan while we walked across. He gave us vineyards we didn't plant. Houses we didn't build. Listen to me, son. If you ever find yourself in a place where you're outside of the parameters and the structure of family rule. See, the Jewish people was family rule. The the man was the patriarch over the whole family. Listen to me, son. If it ever happens where we get separated, you know what's right. There's somebody way more important than me that's going to be watching uh, the God that brought us out is going to be watching you. Uh, Amen. You want to please him. uh, You better fear him. Uh, He said if you turn uh, after I bless you, I'll turn the enemies loose on you. uh, Where I was for you. uh, Come on, son. Come on, the word of God said, uh, where I am for you right now, if your mind ever gets mixed up, I'll turn against you. I'll take, I'll take your mind where you used to can see truth. You don't get a love for it. I'll turn your mind where you get a delusion. Amen, and you're wrong, but you think you're right. Listen to me, son. You better humble yourself before the God. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I believe those young men had the fear of God put in them. I believe they were standing on that plane that day. And when that golden image stood up and they began to sing, I believe the hair on their neck stood up and they heard the law of Moses in their ear saying, I'll have no other gods beside me. And something rose up in them. If I perish, come on, somebody needs to get something down in your gut. Hey man, this ain't an easy walk. I didn't ask for an easy walk. I signed up to make it all the way. And if I got to stand when nobody else stands. Come on. I believe that fear of God that was put in them began to rise up. I fear God more than I fear that fiery furnace. Humanity. 
thinks things through. You know, they could probably feel the heat off of that furnace. But there was a greater fear than that. There's nobody in this church that'll be lost if you get a fear of God. Come on, I, I need people to help me in this room right now. Come on, is this something that we've lost forever? Or is this something we're going to embrace? Say we're going to make it all the way. We better get some fear of God. Let me tell you. You can watch how people even treat the church house and see that they either got a fear of God or they don't have a fear of God. And man, if I walk, get out of my truck with a ball cap on, I'm going to take it off in the fellowship hall. I, I don't even know if you have to do that. I don't, I, I, I don't even know if that's a lot, but my daddy told me when I was little, if I ever catch you with a hat on in that church, I'll knock it off so far, you'll wonder where your head went. And I thought, whatever he's so serious about, uh, it must be real. Uh, hey, man, this ain't McDonald's Playhouse. Uh, this ain't the Chick-fil-A Playground. Uh, this is the house of God. Uh, we need to treat it like the house of God. Uh, come on. Come on, somebody help me right now. This ain't the Dodge store either. This ain't the thrift shop either. This ain't the candy store either. Amen. Leave your candy outside. Amen. Leave your drinks outside. This ain't Starbucks. Amen. This is the house of God. Let's teach our babies to fear God, to reverence his house, to reverence his things. Come on. You'll put the fear of God in them. They'll respect other adults too. There's not one other adult that shouldn't be able to tell your child, hey, don't do that. And they ought to say, Come on. Amen. There's no way that they could respect and fear God if they don't respect other adults. There's nothing there. It's hollow. There's nothing there. I've always, somebody's going to teach them discipline. Somebody's going to teach them to say, yes, sir. They may have an ADC number before it happens. Number 159267. Amen, but they're going to learn how to say yes, sir, and how to line up, and how to sit down, how to be quiet. Come on. But mama and daddy. I'll just tell you something. There's so much fear of God put in me. I, I, 
if there was an adult that got on to me during church, if I would have had money to pay them to not, for them to not tell my mama, I'd have gave them everything in my pocket. Whatever you do, don't tell my mama that I was talking there or whatever you had to get on to me for. Because I knew if I was in God's house and I was bad enough that another adult had to get on to me, I was fixing to get lit up. We, we come, to, come to a point where you can't even get on to nobody without get, you yourself getting in trouble. What a 180 degree turn. Guess what? If they don't respect other adults, I promise you they don't fear God. He said, how can you love your brother? Or hates your brother and say, I love God who you've never seen. Don't tell me you respect people you've never seen. And you don't even respect people standing in front of you. It ain't so. Come on. Come on. They ought to, they ought to know they ought to be good. There ought to be enough fear of God in them to just. What's my mama? It was like a red lobster. Somebody said, well, I, I can't bring my kids to church. This ain't even what I was going to preach about. But this is what I'm preaching about. Somebody told me not long ago, well, I, I can't come on a certain night because of uh, the kids, because I, I can't control them. I thought, praise God. Bring them, I'll show you how. You got to learn. I mean, the natural, the natural attitude of a child is just run and play and jump and skip and talk. And, that. and that's fine out there. But you teach them, huh? No, put that, give me that phone. Sit there. No, you look at that preacher. Yeah, you look at him. I'm going to ask you what he said when I get home. And you, it's I. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, when they train dogs, they give them treats, and maybe that works. I don't know. But I know you can whoop them, too. I train dogs all the time. All I got to do is raise my voice and say, you better. Hey. I, I ain't got a problem with a treat. They do right, give them a treat. Matter of fact, if they don't have their phones during church, they get uh, how many points? Ten. That's cool. That's a good treat. Amen. Praise God. Nobody got their phone out? Good. Hallelujah. I ain't got a problem with ten bonus points, but... Praise God. In order to get a... <laughs> I don't want to offend all these new age parents. My, my mom and dad raised six kids. And 
uh, three, three preachers, one school teacher, one disabled veteran, uh, one doctor. Yeah, and my daddy wouldn't even go to church for a long time. And my mama would line us all up. Well, I just can't. I just, these kids are just too much. No. The reason they're too much is you let them do too much. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I can't imagine. And I've said it a thousand times, but I say, Mama, I'm so thirsty. This preacher is so long-winded. She wouldn't, she just keep focused right on the preacher and go. Crazy <laughs> eye. You know, you just clear your throat every now and then you. You can go a little further than you think you can. I say, Mama, I need to go to the bathroom. She just keep looking at the preacher. Oh, you know, I think I could wait a little while. Somehow a miracle would happen. Praise God. You know what? My, my mom, like, making everything about church so important. It put something in my spirit. It put a reverence for the things of God in me. I, I knew whatever, I didn't know, you don't, when you, I was a child, I didn't know what God was, really not. But I knew this was serious business, what was going on in this room. This ain't where I'm going to hang out with my friends and we're going to play checkers while the preacher's preaching and text and watch Disney while the Word of God's going. I don't even know if Disney was invented when I was little, but surely we had Uno or something. She said, you sit there and you watch that guy. I was like the, the guy with the mouse that's got to follow the preacher with that camera. What are you doing? I don't know what I'm doing. But this is important what I'm doing. Whatever it is. Put something in me, Sister Trish. That when I became an adult, my mama couldn't tell me what to do no more. You know, I got old enough, my mama couldn't tell me what to do. I thought, I can't wait till I get old enough, my mama can't tell me what to do. But you know what? When I got old enough and I went and started doing stuff I shouldn't have done, I, my mama was still telling me in my ear. I could still hear something. You better get out of that room. You better walk out that door. You better get away from those friends. You better get away from them people. It's the fear of God got put in me. Oh. 
Don't let kids raise themselves. I've even heard. <laughs> Please forgive me. I haven't heard it. Yeah, I have heard it. I've heard it from a friend. <laughs> that even a teacher would say, well, I can't make them do their work. And I thought, wow, them kids are blessed. My English teacher in high school was my mama's English teacher. <laughs> Praise God. It wasn't the teacher making me do my work. She'd say, little moats. If you don't finish that work, your mama's going to get a letter. You know what? I just, my elbow feels better now. You got it. Can I go sharpen my pencil real fast? I feel this sudden urge to do all my work. Can you imagine this thought? I'm trying to help somebody right now. Hallelujah. I don't even know what I was preaching about, but I'm having fun right now. The fear of the Lord. The Bible said it's the beginning. Everybody say the beginning. Like you don't know nothing until you fear God. Those, those Hebrew boys. That's what they thought. They were sitting there. And you know the thoughts were going through their mind. You know that fire is going to be hot. And I don't know really how this is going to end. Not the sermon. I was so much Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're saying, I don't know how this is going to end. But Nebuchadnezzar, I'm not going to be careful about what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> Praise God. Can I read it to you? If you get enough fear of God in you, it'll make you not afraid of everything else. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, they said, we're not going to be careful how we're going to answer you in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. How does somebody say that? Do, do you think that somebody just opens their mouth and says, King, my God's able to pull me out of that fiery furnace if he wants to. You know how that happens? Somebody's been taught some Bible stories. Somebody's been taught a story about a little boy named David that didn't have nothing but a sling in his hand. 
put into them, God can do anything, boys. God can help you through any situation. So it's just when someone is filled with the word of God, it's it's what's going to come out. Out of the abundance of the heart, the, the mouth just... If somebody, all they can do is gossip, it's because it's all that's in them. But if you got somebody that's got the word, just... Word is just going to come out. They're thinking, you know what? There's about to be another miracle. God is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, praise God. Well, I want to build somebody's faith in this house. You may be praying about certain things and God may not want that to happen. You know what you need to learn how to do? Just pray God's will. Whatever happens is going to be good. King, King, I want you to know that if he don't do it, we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Fear of God when you've been doing the right thing just puts confidence in your spirit. Just like doing the wrong thing puts condemnation in your spirit, doing the right thing puts confidence. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Hey, I come to preach to some people. You may feel like you're the only one standing, but if you'll just keep standing for what's right, God will show up. God will help you. Hallelujah. All right, now, this is what I want to preach about. Man, you've got a fear of God in you. You've been living it. And it brings confidence in your spirit that God's going to help you. It'll start making you say things like, no weapon (laughs) formed against me is going to prosper. Come on, how how, how do you say that? You say that because you got a confidence in God. When you're looking at a furnace, how do you say that? Because you got confidence in God. If I go in the fire, he's going to go with me. If he delivers me from it, praise God. If he puts me through it, promise you he'll be there with me telling you people who live the life have confidence they begin to say all things work together for good to them that love God to them that are called according to his purpose 
What are you going through? I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't get the answer I wanted today. I don't know why it happened like this. I'm doing, I've tried. Don't worry about it. When you know you're in God's hands, you know you're living the life, you ought to just smile while Nebuchadnezzar shakes his head. Knowing uh, my God will never leave me. Uh, he'll never forsake me. Uh, but he'll go with me uh, even to the end of the world. Come on. I'm going to build somebody's faith. Get the fear of God in you. You love him with all your heart. I'm not saying you're mistake proof. I'm saying when you fall down, you get back up. Man, this is the place we don't put our finger on people. You ought to put your hand on them instead of your finger on them. Come on, brother. You may be down today. But help is on the way. Amen. We ought to be the church that lifts people up instead of tears people down. I want to tell you something. If nobody lifts you up, you ought to have enough God in you. You ought to have enough fear of God that I'm not going to compromise my walk with God to please somebody else. I'm sick of a compromising spirit uh, that says, well, if everybody begins to wear jewelry, we'll just do it too. No, we ain't gonna bow to the idols. Uh, Hey, we got enough fear of God. Uh, We gonna do what this book says. Hey, your walk with God becomes more important to you than what it looks like it's going to cause you. You're in good company then. Your walk with God says, Darius, get your lines in the den if that's what you got to do. Because I'm going to pray. Come on. We're about to rebuke the spirit of fear uh, where people think they can't even live for God. Uh, I rebuke that spirit. Uh, We can live it. Uh, Well, I'm just afraid. I'm just afraid what's going to happen. God, uh, God, you know I want to live for you. But you know everybody, the Bible said all people, all nations, all something else. We're all before that. I'm talking about everybody except these three boys. I I I didn't ask to be an oddball. I didn't ask to be different. I'm called to be different. 
I, I, I'm tired of people. You know where that compromise of spirit comes from? Well, everybody else is doing it. We don't want, we don't want to look like we're, we think we're better than other people. We're, we're not. We, it ain't none of that. Our walk with God ought to predicate it. Come on. Come on. Tired of people living in fear. If I live for God, my husband will leave me. You know what I say? God will. I was that husband. God will choke slam that man. God will come to him in the middle of the night. Turn him upside. Don't you worry about him. You live for God. You pray more than you've ever prayed. Amen. We come today where where men have to say, well, I can't live full holiness because my wife won't come along. Come on, men. Be men. Be a More churches have gone downhill because men wouldn't be men. Boy, I feel like preaching. I want to tell you something. If you'll stand for God, God will prop you up. If you make a commitment to God, God will make a commitment to you. And if, they, if any man prays to any other God except for the king of Babylon, he's going into the den of lions. Well, praise God. Here's my passport. Go ahead and stamp it. I'm going down. Amen. Oh, king. I'm just worried, you know. I mean, Daniel can say, man, I'm... I'm like one of the only ones praying in this nation. Well, if I die, there won't be anybody praying. You know, we can talk ourselves out of anything. Why don't you just talk yourself into being right? Hey, man, I'm going to do what God said. Hallelujah. Throw them in the furnace. They've embarrassed me. They've humiliated me. Throw them in the, throw them in the fire. Praise God. Bind them up while you throw them in. Praise God. I don't know what was going through their head, but I got a feeling. They were probably whispering, come on, come on, God. Don't let me do now. Come on, don't back up now. Throw them men into the fire. It must have been one of those pretty buck stoves with a glass front where they could see. As old Nebuchadnezzar starts looking. One, two, three. Hang on. One, two. They're moving. Hang on a second. Y'all stand still for a minute. One, Two, three, four. Come on, men. How many did we put in there? Didn't you say there was three of those scoundrels? 
Yeah, but there's a fourth. You're talking about prophetic. This, this Nebuchadnezzar, this evil king says, my Lord, that guy, whoever's in there with him, looks like the son of God. Days later, Darius is running. He's up all night after he throws Daniel into the den of lions. He's walking the floor. Why are you walking the floor, Darius? Because there's something strange about that Daniel. Everybody in my kingdom is scared of lions. He's either real simple, but he come from that smart group. He's up all night. I'm telling you, if you, if you will do right, you can sleep. And God will let the evil one have heartburn. Walk the floor all night. Harris runs early in the morning. Yeah, I'm here, bro. I'm hungry, too. Just finished prayer meeting. Just had a, my morning prayer. Bring me up. I got an appetite. It was a good move of God. Lift your hands to the Lord together. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hey, I want all my first generation Holy Ghost filled. Jesus' name baptized people. I want y'all down here. First generation. Hey, Amen. Y'all come first. Praise God. Hallelujah. You're talking about nerve. These are the warriors. Hallelujah. I got whooped because I didn't go. It's a lady named Carly Robinson. Was a Went to church in North Little Rock and her husband didn't want her to go. And he said, Carly, if you go to church tonight, I'm going to beat you. She said, well, beat me. He'd slap her around. She'd go to church. He'd say it again every time. I'm going to beat you. Do what you got to do. I'm going to live for God. I'm telling you the people we're going to stand beside in judgment. One day, he said, Carly, if you get in that car and go to church, I'm going to pull this gun out 
and I'm going to blow your brains out. Now, if the brain started working and you think I've got all these kids, who's going to raise these kids if this man blows my brains out? But there was a fear of God in her that was more powerful than any fear of man could put on her. And she said, if you kill me, I'm going to heaven. If you don't, I'm going to church. Somebody needs to get some something down deep in your gut that says if nobody wants to live for God, I'm going to live for God. Come on, second generation. On my second generation. Y'all stay first, stay where you're at. Y'all front line. Hallelujah. Second generation. Y'all come on. Second generation. Y'all come back them up. Hallelujah. Hurry up. Y'all are long-winded. Y'all move slow. Second generation. Hallelujah. All right, third generation. Y'all come right behind them. Hallelujah. Come up third right behind them. Hallelujah. Fourth generation. Come right behind the third. Fifth generation. Fifth generation. Come right up behind the fourth. Sister Yancey's 12th generation. First generation. Come get them in front of the line. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know what? It's so. I thought I had it hard, but I really had it super easy, Sister Lila, because. Nobody was fighting me like (laughs) trying to keep me from doing it. They were fighting me to make me do it. And think about you wonderful people. Brother Wallace, I was there the day you got the Holy Ghost. The night. I've ran the aisles with you. But I've helped you fight devils too. Because you're first generation. You know what the devil wants to do? He wants to destroy the first generation. So he ain't got to worry about what's coming behind. See what happens? All you first generation, I want you all to look that way. See all them people? You know why they're in church tonight? Because somebody got a hold of them. us God I pray a special prayer the Hebrew boys were not first generation they were hundreds of generations probably and I feel like every every time it got stronger and more powerful think about 
what would happen to the second generation if they never had to taste of the sin. They never had to do the stuff that the first had. And to think about the third if they never even knew about stuff the second. Do you see the power of standing for what's right? Three boys on a plane with probably millions of people standing there bowing down. And three boys saying, I'm not going to do it. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. You may think, well, I, 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 can't, I can't preach, I can't sing, I can't play. Let me tell you, if you could raise children that fear God, you have one of the most important jobs in the whole kingdom is to pass down the fear of God. Lift your hands to the Lord together. Come on, heaven's going to bear record right now. Come on, I feel those words in my spirit. Heaven is bearing record right now. Come on, second, third, fourth. Can y'all reach reach somebody to the inside of you? Come on, second generation, you turn and touch a first generation. Come on, third, you turn around and touch a second. Come on, fourth, you turn around and touch a third. Come on, there's a link. Come on, there's a link being established. Come on, of what you stand for, of the commitments you make, or the commitments you walk away from. Heaven bears record. Heaven's going to honor. Come on. Come on, pray into the Holy Ghost. Begins to pray through you. I bind every devil in hell. Torment the minds of people. Come on, somebody press through in the Holy Ghost right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, there's mamas that are here standing in the gap for their babies. Heaven's bearing record. Come on, there's daddies standing in the gap. There's wives standing in the gap. Heaven's bearing record. Heaven's watching. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, pray until you're speaking in tongues. 
Pray until you feel the liberty. Come on. Come on, God's come to show somebody you're doing the right thing. It's time to take a stand. Come on, it's not time to back up. It's not time to compromise. It's not time to back up. Come on. Come on. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Ghost. Sharama. Ye Lord. Ye Lord. Ye Lord. Come on, I feel the fear of God. Come on. Come on, somebody needs to step into it. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Come on. Ta-ta-ta. If you're through praying, help somebody else. Come on, show them how to pray. Show them how to pray. Show them how to be a worshiper. Show them how to be committed. Show them what stability is. Show them how to pray. Come on. Somebody take dominion right now. Come on, somebody take dominion in your family right now. Tired of the devil tearing people apart. Come on. Come on. Come on, you don't have to live defeated. You don't have to be up and down. on you can live a powerful life come 
on in Jesus' name. together and lift your hands to the Lord. Come on, why don't you tell the Lord I'm going to stand for what's right. Come on, this ain't a hard commitment. I'm going to stand for what's right. Come on, let heaven see your hand. Oh yeah, it's bearing record. I'm going to do what's right. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Have no greater joy than to see that my children walk in truth. My Lord, what a treasure. To see that my children walk in truth. I want to tell you how to do it. You don't know what the secret is? You better get a fear of God. And you better learn how to pass it down. You better get a fear of God. And you better learn how to pass it down. How many was raised and heard Sister Agnes Holmes preaching? I'm going to tell you, these people with their hands raised, they heard some stories about hell. I'm telling you, it's a disservice if we don't teach the whole council to our church and to our young people. I'm telling you, it puts something in people. There was a generation that weren't perfect. There was Brother Terry's that weren't perfect. Men that probably could have used different words, maybe did different things, but they had something right. A generation that is past that did something, they put the fear of God in people. And out of that one church in Bakersfield, California, 50 preachers came out of that one congregation. 
Hey, you can say what you want, but it works. It works. Hey, it, it's... Please forgive me for tarrying so long. There's people, you need to have a talk with your young people. They wouldn't struggle with things on the internet if they had a fear of God. Because when they opened it, something would prick their heart. Come on. Come on, teach your babies. Teach your babies. Teach them to love the church. Teach them to love their pastor. If you put a wedge between your children and their pastor, you've sent them to hell. It'll be on your hands. Y'all got time for one story? Brother Jerry, will you tell me that tell him that story about that wedge? I was studying for a message the other day and I come across a story. It was a young boy. He is he was playing out in the field. I think it used to sawmill used to own it, and he found a faller's wedge. And a faller's wedge is what the logger puts in that tree to make it fall a certain direction. And he found it, and he was playing with it, and uh, he, he was late for supper. And so his mom was calling him, and he ran over there by the gate to their fence was a young oak tree, and he just stood it right up in the middle of those limbs. And he went on and ate supper. And uh, his intentions were he was going to take that wedge and put it in the barn so it could be used as what it should be used for. But, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And it just stayed there in that tree for years. And then that tree just kept growing and growing. And it grew around that wedge. And it turned into a big, beautiful oak tree. And then the story goes, the young kid is an old man now gray haired man and uh, one night it was a winter night the uh, there was an ice storm I'm thinking it might have been in Arkansas <laughs> it was an ice storm and uh, the pressure of that ice just fell one limb fell down and then when that limb fell it shook the other limbs and they started everything started slivering down until it just all went down and that big oak tree after the pressures of life at that storm it just crumbled to the ground and when the old man was scratching his head the next day and he was just looking through the splinters he seen that old wedge in the middle of that tree and he knew that the fibers of a normal oak tree they grow together but these fibers had to grow around a wedge and never got the strength that an oak tree should have had. But the pressures of life, like I said, once it all came down on him, it all came crumbling down. It was hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord.
come on, you need to make up your mind. I'm not going to let anything get between me my God. Come on, come on, you may think you can get by with it today, and you will. There'll come a day it'll tear you down. Come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, thank you, Lord. And thank you for letting me preach. Amen. God bless you. And shake everybody's hand. Tell everybody you love them. Don't let anything get in your heart. Destroy you.